Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, Samantha. Hi. We are here today to talk about what? 2020, the year that everyone wants to forget. But for real. But we're going to just... Not everyone. Reminisce on 2020 for a few more moments here. Because we actually think there's good things to learn from Mm -hmm. it. So I don't think anyone would argue in saying that 2020 was a hard year. If that was for hardness through COVID or economic stuff and businesses shutting down and not being able to serve people or whatever, if that was politically and divisions in our nation, if that was racial injustices and just everything that happened around that, you know, even to personal levels, I think it was hard in family relationships and family dynamics because there was a lot of stress around all of us. I think there were hard things in obviously illness through COVID and death and just just disease. And then I think that led to a lot of depression and hardships mentally for people. And so overall, yeah, loneliness. I think overall, we would all agree that 2020 was for sure a hard year. And so it would be really easy and really nice if we could all just forget it and move on. But we also kind of want to take some time and lean into, okay, this is a huge and hard year. What does the Bible say about hardship? Because obviously living in the day when Jesus was on the earth was not easy. The Bible is very clear that being a Christian and living in light of the gospel, you're not promised an easy life. And so you're actually told you won't have an easy life. Yeah. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. So we really kind of wanted to dig into that because we obviously know that there is lots to learn in hardship. And so what we noticed first off was that the Bible takes a unique and radical view of what hardship and suffering looks like, that they don't see where it's really easy for us as humans to say we're going to run from hardship and we're going to we don't want that. We, you know, pray against that. But the Bible actually says no, like we should embrace hardship and we should actually even rejoice over it, which is a really weird word, especially now to say, but even in any time of hardship to say no, I'm going to rejoice in this hardship. Yeah, James 1 2 actually says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And it's such an upside down view of of the way that the world views suffering. Like we said, everyone kind of wants to forget 2020, but I think in God's eyes and as Christians, we can look at 2020 and say like, wow, we learned a lot and we were humbled a lot and God taught us a lot from it. And I want to, I don't want to forget that. I want to carry that into my 2021 and beyond. Yep. And how many times did you and I even talk about that you know, like this seems like a crazy year for all of us. And like, it seems like an insane year that all of the things that we're having to go through and see and hear on the news and all of that. But what's crazy to think about is like literally God ordained us to be living in this time. Like he literally chose Samantha Miller and Christian Nunes when we were going to live in this time where he knew exactly what was going to happen. In First Peter 1, 6, it says, in all this, you greatly rejoice Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. And so in this way, again, we're saying that you're going to have tons of trials. You're going to have times of grief and suffering, but that he's literally saying like greatly rejoice in this because 
in the scheme of life and in the scheme of what God has planned in those sufferings, that is just a very short while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I kind of think we can think about it in the sense of like, did I waste the hardships I experienced or have I changed and become better from them? And you know, over getting to know us in these podcast episodes, you'll learn more about Christian and I's story. But part of my big story is that hardship and suffering is actually how I have become who I am. It's how God has used, I don't know, just things in my life to draw me near to Him. And I think that we can tend to think as hardship or suffering sometimes as only those really big tragic things in our life or in other people's lives. But no, a lot of what happened this year is hard and it is suffering for all of us. And so I think we need to view it in a biblical way and really see what we can learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When Samantha and I were kind of thinking, we want to review 2020, I went back and looked at some journal entries I had wrote or things that I had kind of like reflected on or looked into or just like kind of had on my mind throughout the year. And in a cheesy way, I kind of have come to this thing of like, I call them aha moments that I learned from, I don't know, things I'm hearing or God or what I'm learning. And so the very first thing, it sounds so cliche, but I learned how little control I have over my life yeah. that I think all of us in this some sense, we time and time and time again, we think, yeah, I can control my life and I have the better way of my life and I have better ideas for what my life should look like. And ultimately, we just don't. (laughs) I don't think any of us would have picked this year. I don't think any of us would have said, yeah, I want to live in 2020. It's so funny looking back on the new year. Do you remember from like 2019 to 2020, everyone was like, yeah, 2020 is going to be our year. Do you remember there was a meme going around just of how perfect this year was going to be because all of the major (laughs) holidays aligned on like a Friday. Did you you remember that? Yes. yes. And here we are. We're all like, no, we never want to forget 2020 or we like, we want to forget it. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things like, obviously we all thought it was going to be great, but like, we didn't know what was in store. So again, like, I just so easily think that I have control over my life when really I just don't. And that was shown to me time and time again in this year with that was just through, you know, my work schedule changing or me having to work at home and figure out what that looked like or my children constantly being pulled out of daycare because of COVID outbreaks. You had a baby during COVID. Yeah, had a baby during COVID. I had COVID while being pregnant. Oh my gosh, (laughs) Um, yeah, we both had COVID now. Yeah. So I thought I was controlling all these things. You know, like the amount of times that we're using hand sanitizer thinking we're going to control if we get like COVID or not. Obviously, that's a bigger topic. But, you know, we just time and time again, we think we have control in our lives and we just ultimately don't. And that reminder was shown to me time and time again. Again, God using his graciousness in showing that to me gently and kindly which I am so thankful for, but I need that reminder often yeah, for sure. That's good. I feel like another thing we've all learned in me especially is just how much we could live without and still feel satisfied. And I think in my life, this really showed with the way that my husband and I had to completely slow down. We really go, go, go. And for me, it was actually incredible just to have really awesome time at home with my husband and my daughter and just not need all of the luxuries I guess we have in life or even just like the simple things that bring us joy. Like you, it reminded me that I could find that joy in my day to day and I don't need to kind of have all these extracurricular things to satisfy me. I mean, this is going to sound really, really service level, but even to the point that our local Starbucks were closed a lot, like they kept having crazy COVID outbreaks. Did you know that? Like, No, I don't go to Starbucks. Because that is something for me that I would 
use in my day to like bring me joy and just the sense that okay I don't need these things in my life that's a really surface level thing but obviously in a deeper way you know I don't need to have control of every part of my schedule or just to I don't know like I enjoyed a lot of the smaller things Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people took that away from this year yeah for sure I mean I was gonna say like I for sure learned how to live more in the moment one day at a time because honestly we just weren't (laughs) promised what the next day would look like. And I think it was just a funny realization to figure this out that like, as I'm saying it out loud, that I learned how to live in the moment one day at a time, literally like we go to bed every night and the sun rises the next morning. And we don't think twice about that because that's what's happened. That's what literally happens every single day. But the Bible is very clear. Like that's not promised to us. Like our days are numbered and God already knows that. And Again, it's by his grace that we get to live those days out. And so I think COVID just even like highlighted that even more that I'm going to live in the moment and I'm going to take in what he has from that day because I don't even know what the next day is going to look like. I think it was kind of the running joke of 2020 that like, oh, yeah, we thought we got through the election and we thought the rest of the year was going to be normal and then it blew up as well. You know, so it was kind of just like the running joke that like, oh, yep, it's going to change tomorrow. But I think really in all reality, that is life. And I think as Christians, we for sure need to take that perspective on more and more because that's really the reality we live in as like God has a plan and a purpose for our lives already. We don't need to know that all planned out, that like he is sovereign in all those things, which is really cool. It's so much easier said than done, but it is good when we can live out of that perspective. I think another thing that I'm noticing from a lot of my friends, I feel like a lot of people are having these big realizations this year, like going into, I have friends that are doing major career changes and just kind of refiguring out maybe who they are, even though that sounds really cheesy. So I think that this past year taught us how to learn how to deal with ourselves. And when I say that, I mean in the sense that, okay, a lot of times we didn't have our friends to rely on to help us process our feelings or things in life to keep us busy, to block our feelings out. We really had to come face to face with what we were dealing with inside of ourselves. And for me, at least, that made me turn to God a lot and realize, you know, he is the person that I should be processing through sinful tendencies in my life with and just um, hard emotions or just to really figure out who I want to be in Christ versus like the busy, crazy, chaotic side that I can kind of portray to the world. And I think that's going to be really valuable as we go into this next year in knowing that, okay, no matter what our circumstances are, I know how to process emotions individually. I know how to turn to God when things are stressful. That's another thing. In my day-to-day life, I think when hard things were going on, you could kind of turn to other friends for advice. Even just practically with my daughter, if something was going on, I would then see a friend the next day and be like, what did you do when you went through XYZ? But this year I was really required to kind of just turn to God more and say like, okay, Lord, I need help with this situation. I want to come to you first. And I don't know, that's kind of stuck with me. Mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. Well, and I think it's so interesting, like time again, and when I'm in conversation with people recently, they will say things about what they're like processing emotionally. And I think, wow, that's like a really unique way of saying that. Like, it's really cool to me that they're able to like verbally say how they're internally feeling in a way. And I do think that was a skill that we all learned in 2020. Like we learned how to say, no, this is what my emotions are telling me or what I'm feeling. And I just think a lot of people weren't really good at that. I just think a lot of times the world tells us like shove those feelings away. Those are just feelings. They don't mean anything. 
We're like, feelings are valid. It is what you feel. They may be lies. They may not be truthful, but you do still feel them. I think we all got to know ourselves a little bit better. You You still have to sort them out. Yeah, but you like talked about sin tendencies. I think that's a huge plus as Christians that like we – if you don't know those yourself, like surround yourself with people who called those things out in you. But I think too, like if you learned anything about yourself, you probably got to see some of your tendencies and just the sinful desires that you have. And hopefully we got to know ourselves better in that way because honestly, we were just like stuck with ourselves a lot. So really, again, just like recapping the year, we didn't want, it'd be easy for us to fly by because we didn't want to talk about 2020. But I think it was important to talk about and recap because I do think there's joy in hardships. There's joy in suffering and that ultimately we pray that by his grace, we can surrender those things to him because he ultimately has good purposes for all things. And that may that we remember that moving into 2021 and just keep all that in mind. Amen to that. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.